Whether you operate one forklift or thousands, one location or hundreds, the new My Toyota customer portal can help you optimize your operation and material handling equipment. This one-stop, free-to-use platform is designed to help you take control of your information and make smarter decisions, all at the touch of a button. Register and access your data today at my.toyotaforklift.com. That's my.toyotaforklift.com. The New Warehouse Podcast, hosted by Kevin Lawton, is your source for insights and ideas from the distribution, transportation, and logistics industry. A new episode every Monday morning brings you the latest from industry experts and thought leaders. And now, here's Kevin. Hey, it's Kevin Lawton of the New Warehouse Podcast coming to you with a new episode. On today's episode, I am going to be joined by Dave Christ. He is the president at Brother Mobile Solutions. He's going to talk to us about what Brother Mobile Solutions is, what they do. Uh, he's going to talk to us about their thermal transfer printers, and he's also going to talk to us about how they've kind of innovated a little bit to make those printers connect more easily. Uh, and we're also going to talk about hardware as a service. On the show before, we've talked about some different platforms as a service, like robots, robots as a service and things of that nature. And obviously, people are aware of software as a service. Um, but they've recently come out with a hardware as a service. So we're going to get into that. And then we'll also talk a little bit, too, about how the mobile solutions are helping people and businesses within the uh, pandemic that we're currently in. So Dave, welcome to the show. How are you? Hi, Kevin. Thanks very much for having me on. Pleasure to be with you. Definitely. Thank you for uh, giving us the time. So why don't you tell us a little bit about Brother Mobile Solutions and what types of products it is that you guys provide? I'm happy to. Uh, Brother Mobile Solutions is a uh, wholly owned subsidiary of uh, Brother International Corporation. You might know Brother more for uh, sewing machines and inkjet printers and famous P-Touch tapes, uh, but this group uh, that, that I lead is uh, located in a Denver suburb, uh, Westminster, Colorado, and uh, we focus on providing uh, uh, thermal printing products to a lot of different B2B markets, one of which is um, supply chain, trucking, 3PLs, and warehousing, and um, uh, we kind of got our start about 10 or 12 years ago. Uh, with one product called the Pocket Jet, which is a full-page direct thermal printer mm. that uh, is still in the market today. And you'd see it mostly in um, uh, police cars, uh, trucks, uh, sometimes on a forklift. But the whole idea is to take the, uh, the, the necessary printing requirement closer to where the application is taking place. And we've been able to expand that to various different product platforms and even into more stationary things that might fit into the warehouse as well. So uh, been in business for about uh, uh, 11 years in our current format and um, uh, compete with uh, a range of customers in what's kind of commonly known or common uh, competitors in what's commonly known as the uh, auto ID market, which of course has its roots with barcodes. So that's mm. uh, another core piece of what we get into as well. Okay, interesting. And you said the you said that initial product is a is a full page printer. Yeah, it's um it's about the size of a spaghetti box, and um, the only moving parts in it are essentially the 
the traction motor that pulls the paper through it, and it, it uh, produces a direct thermal image. Oh, similar to what fax machines used to do a long time ago, but the, the material chemistry has improved quite a bit in that area. Mm. And um, uh, basically, it's a, a eight and a half by eleven or A4 size page for anything from a uh, an electronic citation or a crash report in a police car to uh, oh a home medication list for a clinician that might be visiting um, a home and a home healthcare environment or uh, um, lots of different applications where uh, you're trying to still print out something that's necessary and full page, but um, in, in a mobile situation. Okay, interesting. Very innovative. And I think that definitely uh, helps to make jobs easier as well. Like you said, is bringing the application closer to where it's actually being applied. So right. I think that's really smart. Um, so now tell us a little bit about, you guys just came out recently with these TD4 desktop thermal transfer printers, and you've kind of upgraded the connectivity ability of them by being able to connect in multiple different ways. So talk to us a little bit about those and the ease of the connectivity with them. Yeah, this is actually um, um, a learning and a, and a market validation that we took from the mobile side of things. In that, uh, just about everything uh, in the truly mobile area needs to connect to some kind of um, phone, handheld computer, or uh, tablet. And of course, the connectivity um, channels, if you will, are usually through an iOS operating system or an Android operating system, and to a little bit lesser extent, uh, the Microsoft mobile world. But um, that requirement is actually becoming much more prevalent also in the stationary printer world. And so we kind of moved that technology from uh, the mobile side of things over to the stationary side of things with these new products that we just introduced. And uh, that's giving our customers quite a few choices other than the old standard Ethernet connection as a means by which to um, have applications drive their print requirements. And so that turned out to be uh, a great choice for us as a, as a product architecture with the whole idea of giving customers just a ton more flexibility in terms of what they're using to drive their applications and also gives them a lot more application choices too. So um, that, that's worked, worked out quite well. Right. And I think that's, I think that's really great. And I mean, it's smart. I think it's uh, for the market and the industry itself. I think it's like long overdue because I know myself in my experience, you know, we've worked with these thermal transfer printers for printing labels, shipping labels, um, all different kinds of labels. And, you know, there's certain times where we've been like, oh, like, what if we move a station over here and move the printer over here? And then we're like, oh, well, we we don't have a Ethernet hookup right there, so we can't we can't move it. So it's like right. Uh, it's frustrating right? because it kind of hinders um, progression of, you know, an operation because operations can be so flexible and, and fluid and you may have to move things around for certain projects and things of that nature. So the ease of that connectivity really helps to give you that flexibility and go with the fluid of an operation because I think that, you know, even right now in my current experience, you know, I'm dealing with the same issue. It's like, well, we can't, we can't move everything over entirely that we want to because we need to wait for these Ethernet drops to get put in because the closest one is, is way too far to run just the cable right. from. So, so really um, smart innovation there by you guys. So I'm curious, you know, you said this was a, a learning from 
taking from the uh, the mobile market. So I'm curious, how does how does innovation and kind of innovating different processes and your products happen at uh, Brother Mobile Solutions? Well, in some cases, uh, it's a very deliberate process where mm-hmm. you know we're you know convening an innovation um, forum, if you will. Uh, periodically to um, generate ideas, not only from our own employee base, but also from our partner and our customer base. And um, it, it's a pretty rigorous process where we're trying to pull them in, uh, get them uh, reasonably evaluated in terms of um, fit for the market, fit for the customer, some kind of business case criteria provided to it. And you have to go through a pretty deliberate process of scoring those innovations. Um, and then, you know, narrowing things down to those best few. Now, those are the ones that sort of start from a grassroots and, and find their way into your product line uh, more organically. The other ones which are easier to do are the ones that you, you learn and you pick up from, I'll, I'll call uh, derivative activities or, uh, or adjacent activities with your customers. So I'll give you an example. Um, you know, we, we very quickly found out that in the mobile world that uh, Bluetooth connectivity of our printers to, you know, a handheld of, of any uh, sort and flavor, whether it be a, a phone or a tablet or, or a PC is really, really necessary. And we found that, that that exact same requirement, going back to your own experience, would be highly desired in a factory or a warehouse floor or something like that. We said, hey, it really shouldn't be a big deal to put a Bluetooth radio in just about everything that we sell, whether it's mobile or stationary, and that's pretty much what's going on now. Um, so it's not only sort of interoperability among the main operating systems like iOS and Android and Microsoft, but it's also making sure that the channel that the customer has chosen mm. for communication, you know, the various different forms of Wi-Fi and the various different forms of Bluetooth are also accommodated. And then you're giving the customer, you know, a pretty wide range of choices in terms of how they would finally uh, configure and install and use things. So th- that's an example of sort of, I'll call it Jason innovation that, that has also taken place within the company. Interesting. Yeah. And I always love to hear how um, these different products kind of come about and how they innovate and how, how they um, continue to grow and improve over time. So it's always interesting to hear how companies do that. And like you said, I mean, I think it makes total sense. Like, you know, all, like, the mobile world is doing this, so like, why why can't we do it? And people people want it, so let's try and figure it out. So, so yeah. I think that's really great. So so something else that you guys uh, recently came out with was the hardware as a service um, service or platform that you guys are now now offering to customers. And obviously, I think that's um, becoming something that's probably maybe increasingly popular for you, um, especially during times right now where mobile solutions are maybe in higher demand. Um, so talk to us a little bit about hardware as a service, what, what that actually means, and then kind of how it works through Brother, and then what the benefits are for customers. Sure. Um, well, this, this kind of came out, uh, I guess you could say, uh, maybe in a combination of our, our innovation pathways. But the primary reason that it, uh, the idea came to us was um, a number of our customers in, in what I would call a uh, financially strapped. Uh, vertical markets, and I'll you know you could name a couple of you know like one would be in home healthcare where mm. um, uh, the the operation is is 
functioning just fine from a day-to-day cash flow perspective, but they have very little money associated for uh, capital expenditures. So we would always hear, hey, we love your solution. We love what it does for our business. We, we think it makes a whole lot of sense productivity-wise, but we can't afford to cut a big check. And um, basically we said, well, we need to work through that particular um, challenge. And, and so we uh, put together a, a, a program, essentially a service product offering called um, Brother Shift and Print. And uh, mm. it, it is hardware as a service, but it's kind of modeled after how people uh, procure and use various other devices like their phone subscription or even their own uh, cable TV or, or uh, streaming service subscription where we're, um, we put together a portal and we are enabling uh, resellers who are trained to use this portal to have an alternative um, in their proposal process with their end user customers of, you know, putting together a configuration that, that meets their needs, but then, you know, shifting gears, if you will, from a capital transaction to an operating expense transaction in the form of subscription. Right. And the customer can choose you know, essentially anything from a, uh, a one-year term out to a five-year term uh, for their, uh, their subscription contract. And the minimum transaction size could be as, as low as um, $1,000. Oh. So the idea is to sort of overcome that, that real concern that, you know, uh, technology was not getting into end users' hands because they couldn't find the capital money. So it's this uh, CapEx to OpEx conversion as a, as a major highlight. And then we can roll in other things such as um, extended warranties and service and a, a consumables reordering cycle and things of that nature to just make it easier and, and have it more convenient. And then also just a, a more levelized, planable monthly payment. Now, the... Uh, uh, the pandemic crisis has sort of precipitated a whole nother angle on this, which is, mm-hmm. I, I, you know, I have a need to uh, acquire things that I'd never even thought about budgeting for. And, and they needed to essentially get um, products and services and solutions deployed as quickly as possible and have a very, very low uh, startup cost, whether it was CapEx or OpEx or anything, because it just wasn't planned for. So that's been another um, uh, additional attribute of uh, uh, launching this program, which just happened um, um, at the beginning of April, just about a month ago. Oh, so kind of, uh, well, mm, at the right time, we, but we not necessarily well, right We didn't time. necessarily plan it that way, but <laughs> yeah. it's the way it happened. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, definitely. So I love the concept of that because I think it gives, like we were talking about before, the flexibility is important to operations. And I think, I think that gives you a lot more flexibility. So, so how does it work in a sense? Like if you're say like I have a peak season, right. And I need 10 printers during peak, but off peak, I need only six. Does, is it like month by month thing or how, do, how does that work? Um, the best way to usually address that is, is kind of a structured payment situation. So if you've got a pretty good idea and you're in your more seasonal, um, like you, like you've mentioned, yeah. then, um, the, we can structure into your monthly payment, sort of your, your highs and lows, depending on what your operational situation looks, looks like. And of course the whole idea is kind of match up your, your revenues with your expenses. And, um, 
and then of course have the the technology that you're using on the subscription deployed for only as long as you need it. So I've, I've witnessed it so many times where people oh fall in love with the monthly payments associated with a five year commitment, but they know that they need to um, upgrade something after two and a half or three years, and mm-hmm. this just makes it easier to make that kind of upgrade decision. Interesting. Okay. I definitely like it and definitely add some flexibility. I think too, the other thing is it gives, it lowers kind of the barrier of entry to expansion. So like you mentioned, you know, people who may not be able to get the capital expense together, they may be able to afford it more on the OPEX end. So, you know, it gives those like smaller businesses who are looking to start to expand to, it gives them more flexibility in being able to do that. Um, it also gives businesses who maybe are looking to expand into a different kind of realm, um, mm-hmm. different fulfillment from a different channel or something like that. It gives them a little more flexibility there too as well. So so I really like that. And so you mentioned how it's helping too during the pandemic right now. It's giving people the chance to get some things that they necessarily wouldn't typically plan on getting, right? So, right. so exactly. how else during the pandemic are brothers mobile solutions kind of allowing operations to be more flexible and help them to increase their efficiency um especially with right now where some companies and products are experiencing higher demand um and also dealing with the fact that there's labor shortages too because people are workforces are getting sick not able to work um a slew of different things so how, how are you guys helping out with that, and how is that kind of helping operations continue to go? Yeah, I think if you just kind of go back to um, what's happening within the su- supply chain world in yeah. general right now, um, it, it's one of, um, oh, I think your planting horizon is about a week long, and um, fundamentally there's lots of changes that are going on um, in, 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 in one's day-to-day planning. For those essential and in-demand type of um, uh, operations. So take, for instance, um, medical devices or consumer packaged goods or various other uh, goods that are, that are um, increasing in terms of their volume. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of times these increases are well beyond what any, um, I guess you could say, regular business plan was originally intended to accommodate. So um, you, you find some of our customers are uh, partnering for extra uh, warehousing space. They're creating an extra step in their supply chain. So there is um, uh, extra capacity to um, add a a route or a storage location to uh, address different demands. And then of course, when you're equipping those extra nodes in your supply chain, whether it be a truck or a warehouse or, um, you know, even a conveyor belt, Mm. Um, that's usually where our devices come in and need to be flexibly deployed. So such things, you know, and that's why we're seeing a higher uptick in uh, deployment of battery powered products, you know, that uh, don't even need to be tied to uh, a power drop, uh, particularly in order to get deployed. Um, Mm. They're almost totally operating from a wireless perspective. The other interesting thing that's happening, you know, even though the barcode is about 30 years old as a surveilling technology, it's being used even more prolifically in these more complex and, and multi-noted supply chains. And, um, you know, we're noticing that the label format, you know, just the, 
classic shipping labels are getting denser. Mm. They're having uh, a larger number of, of different kinds of barcodes on them. And the reason being is that lots of different parties with different systems are touching that particular package or parcel with their own brand of a barcode, mm. and the label needs to address it at each step along the way. So, um, you know, it's, it's, it's one of uh, adding scale. It's, it's one of uh, adding scale flexibly. And it's also one of uh, being able to change these things on a dime because, uh, you know, a, a commod- an essential commodity that may be in high demand during one two-week period could find itself getting replaced by something else in the next two-week period. So it's, um, it's been uh, a fast react type of situation, and we're just doing our best to try and accommodate it not only from a solution perspective, but also what we talked about earlier on the uh, financial side. Definitely. Yeah. And I think it's good that you guys are doing that and understanding kind of where the marketplace is right now, because the marketplace is kind of a little all over the place. Like you said, the demand for certain things are changing week by week. So uh, it's really hard to predict what's going to happen and what's going to happen in the future as well. So, so very interesting stuff, Dave. Um, uh, Thank you for joining us. How can people find out more about other mobile solutions? Well, best place to go find us is uh, at our website, which is, uh, our name all jammed together. It's for other mobile solutions.com. <laughs> right. And, uh, and there you can get all kinds of, um, not only information about our, our vertical market deployment strategy, but also lots of good information as it relates to, uh, uh, uh white papers and, uh, 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 relevant information to people who may be going through the same pain where it can be relatable. Plus the usual, uh, promotional materials on, uh, new launches, new products, and uh, services like Haas. So uh, it's all there, and that's probably the best place to, to redirect folks. Okay, great. And we'll put all the information on the newwarehouse.com as well so people can find it easily. So, Dave, thank you once again for coming on the show, and I uh, hope you stay well and stay safe. It was uh, my pleasure. Thanks a lot. You've been listening to the New Warehouse Podcast with Kevin Lawton. Subscribe and check us out online at thenewwarehouse.com. Thank you for listening to this episode. If you want more content from The New Warehouse, check out our new video series called All Hands on LinkedIn. Just search for The New Warehouse on LinkedIn and follow along.